Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever, and today is a very special episode. I'm excited to introduce my dear friend, Sarah Kennefick-Taylor. She holds a master's in science in mental health counseling and an MBA. She restarted her career in 2017 as a mental health counselor after 20 years in medical research as a principal scientist at Genentech. She's been published in multiple medical journals and is the author of the books Vegan in 30 Days and Vegetarian to Vegan. With all of these accolades, there are just some things you cannot prepare for. And Sarah was hit head on with a devastating diagnosis. Listen in on how this extraordinarily inspiring woman, even in the most dire circumstances, still chooses herself. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I have been, I've interviewed you before, but we've been friends for many, many, many years and you've had quite the journey. And if you wouldn't mind just kind of summing up a little bit about your experience and just explaining to my audience you know, where you've come and where you are right now. Oh, okay. So going back up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I've, the short story is that I worked for about 20 years in medical research and ophthalmology research, um, and then decided to get another master's degree and go into be a therapist. And interestingly, as a side note, I ended up being a therapist for people with cancer. So um, it was really, I, I loved it so much. And um, in that time, you know, when I met you, I was still doing research and I was um, writing books on vegan diets and, you know, getting a cooking thing on um, QVC, I think. Anyway, you know, just things like that. I, I just went after things, which I'm really, really happy about, you know, because there's so many things in life that I, you know, I think a lot of us think, gosh, it'd be neat if one day I traveled here or I made that or I read this or wrote that, you know, there's so many things we can do in life. And I'm just feeling grateful that I really went after many of them. And then I ended with this uh, last job I was just talking about as a therapist and really loving it. And about a, about a year into it, a little over a year, maybe I got a diagnosis that I have brain cancer. That was quite a shock. You know, it's a stage four glioblastoma. So with my genes and, and where it was on my left side of my brain and, and certain things um, put me in the lowest rate to live. It was seven and a half months on average. And I'm already about out, I think about 17 months or so. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy about that. So that's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's where I am right now. So what's so amazing about you is you're incredibly gorgeous perspective and you're so inspiring and you've been, you know, interviewed and you've been talking about this um, from such a really enlightening experience, uh, uh, perspective, which I think a lot of people appreciate because it's so unique. And this podcast is about choosing you now. And we're all about choosing yourself, right, in the moment and taking care of yourself so that you could be the best person around for everyone around you. Mm-hmm. What, what did choosing you mean to you before your diagnosis? And how does that compare to now after this diagnosis? Well, the first thing that comes to me is nothing really changed. And and that's kind of true for everything. The only thing I'll say changed when I got this diagnosis is I said, all right, I'm going to eat whatever I want and I'm a vegan. And so the only thing I wanted to eat or drink that I wasn't was, was a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> that's really the main thing that changed. But I'll say things changed over the years. Um, 
because it was about 10 years ago that my spirituality, something I was working on, you know, reading really started changing who I was. And I would say that the main thing, um, to answer your question, which this is my brain, I don't even remember exactly what the question was now, but I remember my answer. And, and that was that, um, I just think it's so important to just be grateful you know, I, I've had a really good life. I have to say, I've, I've had parents who love me, even though we weren't rich or anything. And, you know, I, I've just had a great, a great life with a wonderful husband and a happy life. I just look around, you know, when the doctor said, you have brain cancer, I'm so sorry, stage four glioblastoma, which I knew what that was. And I just said, okay, like, I'm so grateful for these 47 years I've had, 49 now. Um, but, you know, this was back then. And and everything, I mean, everything that's happening, I just look around, I could be stuck in traffic and be like, oh, I'm so glad I've got a warm car. You know, it's it's just learning to be grateful. And I'm just so happy for that. Yes, that's amazing. You know, so many people wouldn't really know how to live, you know, once you get a diagnosis like that. Where have you found the strength? You know, I wish I knew the answer because everyone's asked that. How could you be okay and, you know, I know this is going to sound weird to a lot of people, but I'll just tell you my truth. My truth is that in my life, when I was eight years old, I had this experience where I was out playing and no one had died recently or anything like that. But as I was out playing by myself, I heard this sentence come out out of nowhere and it said, you're going to die young. And I remember hearing that and, you know, I'm out playing as an eight year old and I thought, wow, Okay. And it didn't scare me. And it's, I didn't know if young was going to be 12 years old or 20 years old or 40 years old. I didn't know. Um, but I've always had this thought that, wow, that could be right. I don't know. Maybe it's wrong. Um, but I've always wondered and I've always been okay with it. And I wish I could explain to people why, because I don't know. I mean, if I, if I could tell you what I did to be okay with all this, then of course I would tell people so that they could hopefully learn the same thing. You've lived your whole life in gratitude and appreciation mm-hmm. as is. Yeah. And lived it. Like I said, I lived it. So if something came up to me like, oh, look at that picture of that place outside of Paris. That sounds neat. We need to go. You know, and if I had no money, like in college, I had no money. I would be trying to save it. I would be working hard. You know, I want to try that. That sounds neat. And I went out and I lived life. Oh. So I'm really grateful for that. So you can't even really say that you're living more since the diagnosis because you've been doing this somehow from the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. What I will say about now, which I think is interesting, is that, um, you know, over the years, when you and I first met almost 20 years ago, um, I had just gone vegan. It was, you know, whatever that was, 18 years ago. And I really loved writing books and giving lectures and things like that. I enjoyed it so much, but I just kept feeling like there's something else, Sarah, like this, you know, I think a lot of us go through like, you know, what's the big thing in my life? (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing? And even as much as I love doing that, I kept thinking there's something else. There's something else. I'm just going to wait and find out. And then it came to me about 10 years ago. It's spirituality. You're going to do something. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know if I'd be writing a book or teaching it one day or something. I was still too, you know, learning too much to be teaching it back then. But when this happened, um, I started giving little lectures on on YouTube and everyone's like, oh my God, you know, I, I had people calling me saying the most in- incredible things. And I thought, wow, was I able to have an effect like that? 
it really stunned me. And I've had so many people write me private emails or, or texts or things saying how I affected their life. And I thought, that's why I'm here. You know, maybe this is why this diagnosis came. I don't know. Um, maybe it was going to come anyway. <laughs> but here I am happy to be living it. That's a really great perspective. And it's really therapeutic for, I think, everyone to hear something like that because it's like you've embraced what is, right? And suffering is resistance to what is. Mm-hmm. So, okay, then I don't know if this is too of a out there question because it sounds like you're really answering it, but I'd just love to ask you one in a different way. Like, what does choosing you now mean for you like right now? What about right now in the moment today? You know, uh, that's an easy answer for me. There's two, there's two parts of it. Um, one part is what I choose to do, which is I've come to this place in life where I'm here to help. I, and I don't say that with cockiness or anything. I just want to help people. And, you know, there's so many ways we can help. It, you don't have to be amazingly spiritual or calm or, you know, it's going go go through a lot of things, but there's so many ways that people need help. And, and that's what I'm here for. And, and then the other things that came to it when you said it was my husband. Like I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm so lucky because I, you know, I think many of us have been in some relationships that haven't gone well. Maybe that was a ma- marriage. Maybe it wasn't. But I think we've all had that at some point. Um, but my marriage, I have to say, while it's had ups and downs, um, mostly it's been high ups. And and having him here during this diagnosis is unbelievable. I mean, I'm just so grateful and so in love. And I just think, wow, you know, wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, I remember last time I saw you, we were on the cruise having dinner with you and your husband yeah. and you guys were yeah. emanating that same love. And it's just, it's Aww. really beautiful. I'm so happy for both of you. So what, what would you say has changed in your day-to-day life since you've had this diagnosis? Well, I just say two simple things. One is that I can't work anymore. The opposite is that I've been able to help people by doing these videos. So, um, you know, when people write to me, I often write back and people I've never met are sending me texts or, or emails or things. And sometimes we go back and forth. And again, however I can help, whatever that looks like, maybe I can't help because whatever they need is not something I'm great with, but we all have different parts. And, and I think that's such an important thing. It's such an important thing to know because we're taught, especially as women, you know, we're taught, oh, well, you need to be beautiful and thin and men are taught, well, it's great if you look good, but you need to be making a lot of money, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're taught these things. But in reality, I don't, I don't feel like anyone's ever cared so much about whether I look good or bad. I mean, I thought when I was younger, I went through a good 15 years where I was desperately trying to look good and be thin. But I mean, I look terrible now, you know, my hair's been, I've been, have my head um, cut into for surgery and my hair looks funny and you know, I went down really skinny during treatment. Then I got really fat during treatment. And I shouldn't say really fat, but for me, it was really fat. Um, I was definitely overweight. And now I'm back down. It's just, nobody seems to care. They're just reaching out to me and saying, hey, I love you. Do you have time to meet? Or, you know, can we chat? Or, And I just hope people start to really know that you are not what you look like. You're not how much money you make, all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, just be a good, loving person. That's what's important. I love that. And how are you taking care of yourself day to day? 
I almost feel like I don't have to take care of myself because my husband's taking such good care of me. Um, I'm so lucky. Yeah. But things, you know, things like taking care of myself physically. So I really need to sleep a lot now. So the, the rule in the house, which my husband's been great with is, you know, in the morning he spoons me and then he gets up and it's so quiet in the house that if I'm not up until nine, nine thirty, even 10, it's, it's silent. I'm fine. The cats don't allow, they're not allowed in to wake me up and things like that. So just taking my, taking care of myself and having been a vegan all these years, I'm convinced that that's one of the reasons why I've lasted so much longer than seven and a half months. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite convinced of that. Um, yeah. I just, I think taking good care of yourself emotionally and physically with your food, I go for walks every day still. Um, as long as I can do that, I've loved taking walks. And so, you know, for those of those of the people who are listening that aren't into exercising or that kind of thing, yeah, try walking, you know, because walking isn't something that's stressful that you have to pay the pay a bunch of money to go join a gym, you know, just go for a walk outside. And, you know, you can listen to beautiful music or listen to a great um, uh, event like what you're doing, you know, or just watch the birds go by and, you know, wave at the cars that go by if you're on a fairly quiet road like I am. And, you know, it's just it's lovely to live, you know, to live and not be stressed the whole time. Yes. So I have to ask you, um, I hope you're okay with answering. You don't have to if you're not. Um, Are you afraid of death? I mean, we're all going to die and we all don't know when. Yeah. And we've all thought about it. How do you feel about it? I'm not afraid at all. And I I don't really know why for sure, but I have a theory. And like I said, when I was young and I was told I was going to die young, um, it, it never freaked me out. Never. And I had a patient who had cancer. It was a stage one breast cancer. Um, but she came to me and said she had a similar thing when she was little, but it scared her. And she's been terrified this whole time. And so, you know, we all we all feel differently about it. But, you know, dying is a very common fear, very common fear. And for me, I think, again, I don't know why I got that when I was eight years old. But now I think one of the reasons why I'm not afraid is that, I, you know, I was brought up Christian. And as I got older, I just started reading things. I remember one day telling my husband, I want to have a Christian book club in the house and we can meet every month. And he said, you know, my husband's like, well, why would it be Christian? Why not looking at all these different religions? And I, you know, why would we just do Christian? And I said, well, I don't know. That's a good, good question. Let's do all religions. And I didn't end up doing that in the house, but I ended up doing it personally. I started reading all these different religions and Buddhism and, you know, Judaism and everything. I was reading all the main ones. and. Um, and they fascinated me. And the more I learned, the more, and being a, a, a scientist, by the way, for 20 years, a, a researcher, I found that there was research that's incredibly good out of the University of Virginia about whether, you know, about kids who say they used to be another person in a different life. Mm-hmm. And that to me is phenomenally fascinating. Um so when I started reading that and actually seeing research, which of course got me a little more excited because I was in research, I like to see that kind of proof, if you call it proof. Um, then I started feeling really like, wow, okay. And it's not my choice. Like I'm not excited to die. I'm, I'd rather not. <laughs> but I have to say I'm not afraid of it because I think, I really think like my husband and I and my family and good friends, um, I just feel like we're going to come back. And I really believe there's some people in my life and I've talked to them about this and several have said the same. I really feel like there's a small handful of people that when I met them for the first time, I went, Oh my God, it's like, I know you. It's like, 
wow, how do we know each other? Have we met before? And now I look back and I think, oh, okay, I think we did meet before in a different life. Yes, I know that feeling. I know those people in my life too. It's quite, it's like you can't even, there's just no words. It's so, it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And who knows, we could be totally wrong, you know? Right, right. But who cares if we're wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So you're living with this extraordinary unique perspective. Uh, What advice do you have for people out there listening to live their lives to the fullest, to choose themselves for the fullest, like you are a walking role model of? Thank you for asking. I would say that when you get an idea that really excites you, or you're really curious about learning or going to see or whatever, do it. You know, And, and if you're thinking, well, I don't have the money for that, or I'm too old for that, ignore all that. Just go and, and try. Go and try and just live your life and uh, just see what comes. You know, like I said, a lot of things came for me that I never thought I would do. Um, it's just amazing. Life becomes amazing when you do things. And for me, a lot of that was traveling. I've been all over the world now, and it's just so exciting. So whatever it is for each each person listening, like listen to yourself and go do what you're hearing. <laughs> like, oh, that'd be fun, or that could be cool, or that could be interesting. Go do it. The other thing I already said was be kind, you know, be kind and and be grateful more than anything, because I think that when we are really grateful, it's so rare to be unhappy. You can still find times that are unhappy for sure. That does happen. But in general, I mean, when people say, wow, you went through that, I'm like, well, yeah, but yeah, but I have a great doctorate. Yeah, but the, the, the nurses are so funny. Every time we go there, they crack me up. Yeah, there's so many things you can look at that sound terrible, but there are totally different ways to look at things. So I highly recommend that too. Sarah, you're the most beautiful woman. I love you so much, and I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom. And I'm just sending you all this love and gratitude for for everything you've done. You've definitely made a huge difference in this world so far, and um, I'm grateful to be able to talk with you. Well, thank you. I'm grateful to be on your show and I'm so grateful that you have this show so all of us can listen and just learn. It's amazing. It is impossible to not be inspired by Sarah's impressive outlook and perspective, including her thoughts on death and dying. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.